0: Hello and
1: welcome back to the 10-Minute Drill, the newest Chicago Bears preview, as Jeff Berkus and I are going to give you a scheme and stats look at the next Chicago Bears game. JB, who's next on the schedule? The New York football giants that play their football in New Jersey is where the Bears are playing this week. Perfect. And what a game it will be. Two teams with 3-1 and one on the line. A pivotal game for each side, right? Yeah, if you're into wins and losses, this is the game for that, right? 2-1 and one <laughs> New
2: York Giants hosting 2-1 and one Chicago Bears. No one would have thought those records would have came into this game. But here we are, two rebuilding teams with new coaching staffs going against each other.
1: It's going to be interesting. That's exactly right. And honestly, it should be a fun one, JB. But to get into that, let's put 10 minutes on the clock and get started. You ready? Ready. Perfect. Perfect. The Chicago Bears are taking on the New York football Giants in MetLife Stadium this weekend and it should be an extremely interesting game. Let's start off JB with when the Bears have the ball. Schematically speaking, the Wink Martindale defense that the Bears are going to face is going to be a test. But JB, the success of the Bears' renewed rushing attack will largely come down to one player, number 99, Leonard Williams. In his first two games in this Wink Martindale cover one, cover three blitz heavy defense, the Giants were able to hold opponents to 3.81 yards per carry. But with Leonard Williams out, the Cowboys ran for over six. And with a Bears passing game that's certainly struggling, even though Wink Martindale Dales defense is not exactly a tough nut to crack through the air cover one and cover three beaters are extremely common in every offense the blitz heavy nature of Martindale's defense and well Justin Fields susceptibility to pressure mean that if the Bears can't get the ground game going Jeff this could be a long one the Giants are the second leading blitzer in the NFL and if Justin Fields is put into some clear passing situations I sure hope he's able to speed up his timer but JV, what are the stats telling you?
2: Well, Robert, right in line with what you're saying, I wanted to focus on the Bears this week. A lot of talk about that poor passing attack through the first three weeks. You and I have both talked about it, but let's talk about the running game. 187 yards per game for the Bears on the ground, and they're going against a run defense that just got gashed by the Dallas Cowboys last week. They do have a lot of talent up front, a lot of high draft picks from that Dave Gettleman era for the New York Giants. So there are some talented players that play up front, and it will be a test for this offensive line to see if they can continue to run the ball, likely with backup running back Khalil Herbert getting the majority of the carries if David Montgomery is going to miss time. Bears are second in the league, only three yards per game behind the Cleveland Browns, who have one of the best running back duos. David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert, they're showing that they're right up there.
1: Absolutely, Jeff. There's a reason we put the star on Khalil Herbert within our visual chart over here on the board. Herbert was phenomenal against the Texans and it would not surprise me, given the Giants' weakness at linebacker, especially if Williams doesn't play, if the Giants may be in for a long one on the ground, because obviously if the Bears can stay out of passing scenarios, that's going to be beneficial to them. But Jeff, we've got to talk matchups. Who are you watching on this bears offense
2: robert i'm really interested to see what this interior offensive line for the chicago bears can do against dexter lawrence i think dexter lawrence is a very talented interior defensive line player he's going up against maybe lucas patrick taking his first start at center we're not sure exactly who's going to start this game maybe it's sam Musifer. the guard play has been relatively strong for the bears but i'm very curious to see how they handle
1: a really talented player like Lawrence, who wears number 97 for the Giants. Oh, that is a big matchup, but JV, I'm gonna go with the obvious one, Justin Fields versus Wink Martindale, the defensive coordinator, because I can't tell you who is going to be blitzing within the Giants' scheme, I can just tell you that that blitz is going to be coming. And if Fields gives up multiple sacks, if we're looking at another five, six, dare I say seven sack game from Fields, Jeff, this could be a long one, as it's very tough to sustain drives when you're constantly going backwards. But if Fields can throw through the Blitz, if he can play on time, JB, the Bears should be able to break open a piece of their offense that they have not as of yet. And that could put a lot of pressure on Martindale's defense who likely won't have scouted the quarterback that can beat the Blitz and should make the Bears offense that much more dynamic. But. JB, as you and I know, the Bears offense is not the only set of players that are going to be taking the field. We need to talk about what happens when the Giants have the ball. As the Bears have their hands full here, the Giants offense is awesome, honestly. It's only held back by the fact that, well, its quarterback and its pass catchers are kind of a letdown. They're actually running a very similar offense to what we see the Bears running with Justin Fields. Pack it in, play a lot of 12 personnel, feature your star running back in Saquon Barkley, try to make sure that your quarterback does enough to keep the defenders off of your run game without doing so much as to give the game away. But within that, I think that Dabble's creativity really comes to the forefront here as his RPO options. There's a zone read that I'll show right here on the board Jeff where not only did Jones pull the ball off the mesh point he then threw a bubble screen once he drew the edge corner and immediately the Giants popped off a 10-plus yard gain there's some fun stuff within this offense so if the Bears can stay disciplined try to bite for as few fakes as possible and certainly stop the run because the Giants will be trying to heat up on the ground they'll put Jones in those unfavorable passing scenarios and test a Giants receiver group that up to now has been. Nothing but a source of frustration for Giants fans. But JB, what are the stats telling you?
2: Yeah, and to your point, Robert, Sterling Shepard injured and out for the year, so that really depletes their receiving core, which is going to make this stat even more interesting and kind of what you're saying. 4.3, that's the number of sacks per game that the Giants offensive line has allowed on Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones has been constantly under pressure, and he's taken plenty of those sacks, a lot of negative plays, forcing punts putting him in a bad position to maybe put the ball in in harm's way. Bears gonna need to continue to do that. They've had strong play from their defensive ends through the first three games. Let's see if they can eat against this Giants offensive line.
1: I certainly hope they will, Jeff. Who's your matchup of this week?
2: Robert, I'm going to take the obvious, the best on best. Roquan Smith really came back into form last week, really looked like a natural, was all over the field, 16 tackles in that one. He's going to have his hands full with Saquon Barkley, one of the star running backs. In this game, he wasn't necessarily as good as he has been recently, but he looks like he's back to form. He's certainly the best option that the Giants have as an offensive threat. He's going to be featured early and often. And if Roquan Smith can negate Saquon Barkley, the Bears are going to have a really good chance of stopping this Giants offense dead cold.
1: Absolutely right, JB. Roquan Smith is going to be huge in this game, but while we've always got best on best, I love watching role players go against a potential weakness, and that's why whether it's Dominique Robinson or Travis Gibson, I want to see what they're going to do against right tackle Evan Neal, who is struggling to adjust to NFL game speed, what rookie doesn't, but all the same, that 4.3 sack stat, the Bears are going to need a couple of them if they're going to keep the Giants score low. And since we don't know if the Bears offense is going to be able to sustain a 23 27-point game, we will need those edge rushers to create some pressure and force some errant throws. And Jeff, not only are the Bears going to be looking to win, but you at home may very well be able to win yourself as you go onto the website listed here and use our promo code. Thank you so much for doing so. But Jeff, what prompt bets are you seeing?
2: Robert, as we get closer and the injury reports come out and we figure out if David Montgomery is going to start or not, I'm assuming that he's probably going to sit this one out. We're going to see Khalil Herbert as the starter. Whatever the prop bet pick is in terms of rushing yardage, not total yardage with rushing and receiving, just rushing yardage, I want the over. I think Khalil Herbert is set up to be an incredible source of running yards as long as he is the feature back. He is averaging an explosive run one out of every four times he touches the ball from the backfield, which is an incredible rate. It's one of the best in the league. I know it's a small sample size, but it's one of those things where you think that he can probably sustain it given how the offensive line has been run blocking and just how explosive he is and how many moves he has to be able to break those big yards off so I think that any number that they put up is not going to be able to contain Khalil Herbert in this one so please give me the over for rushing yards on Khalil Herbert.
1: Jeff I love that optimism and I completely agree with you but I know there are so many Bears fans that are nigh inconsolable about the way Fields is playing and there's no Better way to lift your spirits about a bad Fields performance like making some money while you do it. Right now, Fields' prop bet is still in the 159 and a half yard range, and I'm gonna suggest people take the under. This Martindale defense has every ability to completely befuddle Justin Fields, and save for a couple of sweet long touchdown passes that raise his yardage to a much more normal range, it would not surprise me if we continue to see Fields pull the ball down. And remember, Jeff, we're not talking about total yardage, we're talking about pass yardage. So taking all this into account, I don't think it's a bad idea to bet the under on fields. And you know what, if you lose your money, that means fields must have played pretty well. You know what I mean?
2: A little bit of misery insurance i believe is what we call that (laughs) you know i think that i'm going to go the other way and just mention that darnell mooney with 29 and a half yards i know that that is a number that he has not been able to reach so far this year which is very sad for a lot of reasons but at some point he's going to break out of this i don't think much of the of the New York secondary uh, to be able to hold him back. He just needs one catch in some circumstances to be able to break 29 and a half. I think that's a worthy gamble in this one. I do think they're gonna continue to try
1: to get the passing game going.
2: So I'm gonna take the over on Darnell Mooney, 29 and a half.
1: And I mean, to your point, Fields is staring down Darnell Mooney in plenty of the reps that we saw against Houston, so he's looking for number 11. It's just gonna be a matter of whether he can shake loose against potentially a blitz that leaves somebody in zone coverage, and suddenly he may get all 29 and a half of those yards, Jeff, in one fell swoop. There's some really interesting ones for the Bears here, and I highly recommend that you viewer go ahead and take a look at them. And that's our show, JB. Let's see, did we get the time? Yes, it looks like we got it again. That makes us two for two in our last two weeks. And Jeff, I don't know about you, but we can we can just go ahead and chalk the first two up to rust. We've got this nailed now. Yeah, just consider us Tom Brady and the two-minute drill. That's it, but all the same, Jeff, I know we came into this season suggesting that wins and losses didn't matter, and I still do believe that, but all the same, the Bears are approaching a win-loss total that, I mean, truly, they're in you never know territory. The NFC is wide open this year, and if the Bears can sustain what, like you said, has become one of the NFL's premier rushing attacks, I guess nothing's really out of the question, right? What do you think about this game's meaning overall, and what are you looking for?
2: You know, before the year, I would have said that this is a game that I was looking forward to because it felt like both teams were probably pretty evenly matched. They were on a a similar trajectory. They're restarting. They had new coaching staff. Obviously, Brian Dayball is a guy that I liked in Chicago. Uh, Their new new general manager as well, Joe Shane, so they kind of stole from the Bills. It was a group that I was interested in. So I'm curious to see what the Giants look like early in their rebuild as the Giants, I'm sure, are interested in what Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus are looking like, because those were potential candidates for them. And not only that, but the Bears traded with the Giants to be able to acquire Justin Fields. So both of these teams who have been around for a long time and have a long history are actually probably interested in viewing each other's rosters and each other's coaching staff. So I think it's gonna be a fun game from that perspective.
1: It really should. I mean, these are two offenses and defenses that I think are pretty well matched up for each other, not to mention, JB, if you are out there looking at wins and losses, which you'd be well within your right to do with three and one on the line, this is a nice, This is a nice litmus test for the way that the Bears are going to look against the NFC East, as we obviously saw a tight matchup last weekend between the Giants and the Cowboys show that the teams are more similar than we would have thought. Like I said, JV, I know wins and losses weren't the ultimate goal of this season, but a win here could very well be the fuel the Bears need to maybe push for, dare I say, nine wins. But hopefully that doesn't get me on old takes exposed by the end of the year.
2: Robert, eight wins would cash a pretty good bet that I have on the Bears so I'll just take eight.
1: (laughs) There you go. Well, Jeff, that's gonna do it for our show. Anything coming up that people need to be watching out for? Join me Sunday morning for the Gambler's Den where we're gonna go through
2: all of our bets, our prop bets, we're going to set your fantasy lineup. We're going to talk about start, sit, and trades. And of course, I'm going to cry about my survivor pick getting knocked off last week, which was the Kansas City Chiefs.
1: Brutal, Jeff, and I would have been right there with you. That's why I stopped playing Survivor Leagues. But keep an eye out for Bear with me right after the game and the usual All-22 review that we do on the channel. Make sure you take a look at the latest highlight we've posted. I went over the run game that the Bears have going, and it looks chef's kiss, Jeff. So keep your eyes on Second City Gridiron for all of of your Bear's content needs. Bear down, and thanks so much for bearing with us.